Let us now please turn to the book of Romans. To the book of Romans chapter 13. Book of Romans chapter 13 as we're going to read verses 12 through 14. you please stand on the reading of his word. Romans chapter 13 verses 12 through 14 says this. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Therefore, let us take off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave properly as in the day, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in immorality and wickedness, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. God bless and honor the reading of his word and you may be seated. Now when I was a kid, and even up until my teenage years, maybe even a little further. I used to go to a lot of different places with my father and other people. And my dad was a, a big fan of history. He's a big fan of a lot of things. We used to go to a lot of different army bases. and different. You might even say too many, but not for my father. He loved going to army bases. And in fact, if we went on vacation and didn't go to an army base, that was a really rare thing. Or we didn't go to, uh, uh, let's just say, a uh, museum that dealt with army or something it was really rare really really rare we got so tired of going to some of those museums at least some of us not my brother matt he was kind of a freak of nature himself to be honest as a little child he was he really was i love him but boy he was a freak when it came to that kind of stuff when it came to i mean i'm serious when a seven-year-old knows everything there is to know about uh, military history there's a little something different there but hey he was good at that but me Purposely, I didn't care for that stuff, but I got to like it. When I was real young, we used to go to Army surplus stores, especially when I would go to Fort Smith, Arkansas with my daddy. And I, I got to enjoy it. But there was one in particular Fort Smith we'd go to. And it's funny when you go to an Army surplus store, uh, there is a, a certain smell and odor. And I, I guess it was, the, as my mom would say, there was a, it was the cot, the cots and all the other stuff they'd have. It was the uh, stuff that was made, well, the canvas and stuff that was made of. But it, it was they would sell all these things that was once a part of the army. Not just the army, though. It was not just, it was just the military stuff. There was a certain feel about the place, too. There was a certain feeling that you'd get in the army surplus store, and I enjoyed it. Like I said, it wasn't just the army. There was also the Navy, the Marines, and Air Force, and all that kind of stuff. I enjoyed it, you know. I got, mostly because it reminded me of my dad. But I enjoyed that stuff. I really did. You'd have all these leftover items. You could get boots, helmets. You could get badges. You could get patches. You could get helmets and weapons, and and we did. My dad would buy lots of things, and he would enjoy it because it reminded him of things. He was in the Air Force, you know, but he also enjoyed. He just loved history, and so he would have our stairways filled with military things. I can almost feel my mom's eyes wanting to roll because thinking about not even being able to get down the stairs sometimes, right? And it was that way, and uh, <laughs> I saw that anyway. That I I remember all the things he loved. I mean, you go down, and he would have just this. A bunch of bags filled with army stuff. He loved it. Not only that, you could also get, and he would get MREs. And I said, What's an MRE? Meals ready to eat. And you could get, oh, they did not taste good. I'm going to be honest. You might be able to ready to eat them, but would you want to? The thing about MRE, I remember there was be this pork product that you would eat. It was dry and weird, and, and I did it today. I, I, it wouldn't be all that different if you was to eat the toilet paper. But anyway, to be truthful about it, it was, it was some weird product. But that, that's where they ended up uh, making all sorts of things. Eventually, they made Tang for the people going in and out of space, but they made it for some of the people that were 
uh, army people as well. You had uh, uniforms and clothes, and you would sometimes walk out of there just ready to join the military when you'd walk out of a uh, army surplus store. And sometimes we'd go when they would have in the weekends. They'd have these different uh, different conventions for the army and the military, and you'd want to join. You walk out of there smelling the cots and everything once again, smelling everything, and just ready to join. That's how it was, the Army Surplus, the Surplus of the Army. And that's the title of today's sermon, Army Surplus, Army Surplus. The question we have today is, are you saved by the blood of Jesus? Are you saved by the blood of Jesus? If you have been born again, saved by the blood of Jesus, if you have have believed and completely believed that Jesus Christ is, is the Son of God, and not only believe that he's the son of God, but ask him to come in by faith. You believe by by your faith in his grace and ask him to save you of all your sins that you are born again and you are now a child of God. You are born again by faith in Jesus's grace. And if so, you have enlisted, you have enlisted in God's army and you are in the army of God. And I know I did that when I was seven years old. And I am one in the army of God. And I can wear this hat proudly because I am one in the army of God. I've had people salute me when I've worn this hat. I've had people give me crazy looks. And you know what I do to them? I just say, howdy. And I walk on proudly. I don't care if they give me weird looks to people of the world. It doesn't bother me. I don't care what they think. You know why? Because I am proudly part of the army of God. Who's with me today? Are you proudly a part of the army of God? Oh, I got to stand up. I am proudly a part of the army of God. And I hope you are too. The question is, if you are proudly a part of the army of God, what type of soldier will you be in the army of God? Because once you join uh, as a Christian, in the, you are part of the army of God. You become a Christian soldier. Now, I know, I know. You don't come up here and ask Jesus Christ to save you as your as your savior. And suddenly you're like, I'm enlisting and I can't wait to be in the army and, and, and give me my, my, my weaponry. And ah, da, 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 da. you're not ready to get out there and get in the line. It takes you a while. It takes you a while. So let's talk about it. When you start, you're a baby. You don't see babies putting on army gear and joining unless it's a military daddy and mommy. But you don't see them joining up and suddenly going out there and fight. You don't see that. But what does happen is, what does happen is that whenever you start as a Christian, you join into basic training. That's what happens. Slow but sure, they train you. When people get into the literal military, they don't suddenly say, I joined the military. And then that day, they give them their gun, they give them the helmet, they give them their MREs and everything else. And they say, okay, go out there and fight everybody. No. In the 1940s, they didn't say, okay, go out there and fight the Germans. No. You know what would have happened? been falling down gone that's what would happen but they didn't do that they do that because they have some common sense so here's what happens when you become a christian they start you in basic training they tear you down from the bottom down they tear down the lord jesus christ starts tearing you down starts tearing sinful problems you have all your but the lord god says okay he says philip here's what you got you lie you have problems here you have pride issues, not because you're too prideful, maybe in certain areas when people try to correct you, but you don't have enough, you have too much, uh, you don't have self-confidence, you need to be built up. 
You need to be torn down this area, built up here. That's what God does. He's doing that to you right now because it never stops. But even when you're a baby, he says, I'm going to tear down these problems you have right now. And we're going to build this up. Problem is, some people never come out of the baby state. They just stay there. They stay there. Oh, they want to put on pajamas and camouflage. And they stay there crawling out, meh, meh, wanting to stay in their, their camouflage pajamas. They want to stay in their camouflage diapers. But they never are really a good soldier for Christ. Well, you got to ask yourself, are you crawling around in your camouflage diapers? Are you ready to get in the army of God? Because you are in the army. You just don't know which part you're in. So we have to go into basic training. Tear you down. Build you back up. That's what they do in the army. They tear you down. Some people go in there cocky and already, oh, I could take on the whole wide world. No, you can't. You're terrible. You're horrible. They tear you down. They tear down the prideful. They build up those who have no confidence. That's what they do. Those who come there overweight, they make them thin. Those who come down there thin and skinny and, and, and looking like they're George McFly, they build them up with muscle. They make them look strong. They make them look good. Why? This is what they're doing. They're tearing down. They're building them up. And that's the people who come into his army. Spiritually speaking, they're no longer skinny little rails. They're no longer fat, disgusting people. I'm talking in the spiritual sense. Now they're going to be in shape. And that's what we got to do. But we can't stay in our little worldly diapers and we can't stay in our spiritual diapers. we got to be built. Amen? As training starts to come to an end, we then get assigned to a call of duty, to a position. You know, I played Call of Duty, which is a game. It changes every year. Not really. It's the same thing, but just have different little uh, themes around it. My nephews and I played Call of Duty. They were wonderful at it. I'm terrible at it. I get killed every time I'm on there, but I have a good time being killed. But I enjoy that game, Call of Duty. I usually buy the World War II versions of it, but I enjoy that game, Call of Duty. And you're assigned to different positions. And there's different kinds of positions you get in your Call of Duty. Many different ranks, many different duties. There's different ones. There's the Calvary. Now, I'm not talking about in that game. I'm talking about there's different types of duties that we've had in our different military days. We've had the Calvary. Now, what is the Calvary? Well, now in the different times we've had different rankings, and Calvary is different now than it once was. But once upon a time, the Calvary were people who would ride on the horses, or they'd come out there on their feet, and they'd all have swords. You remember, they'd go out there, and they'd be assigned to Calvary, and they would go out there, and they would, you remember, you've seen movies like the, uh, what was that one that John Wayne did with the, the yellow, um, she wore a yellow ribbon. And they'd go out there, and they're in the Calvary, and they'd go out there, and they'd do what they could. Well, we as Christians need to have our swords. Our sword is not just us in our physical sense. We have to have the word of God. We'll get to that here in a bit. We need to have our swords prepared. You can't do it on your own. But we're in the Calvary of Jesus who died on Calvary. What is the Calvary? It's the mobile army unit. That's what Calvary is, the mobile army unit. We're to keep moving forward. Never retreat. Never go backwards. As a Christian soldier, we're not to go backwards and go to the ways of the world. We don't do that. We're not to do that. Too many people do that. There's another type of soldier back in the day, maybe the days of the Revolutionary War, the Minutemen. You remember the Minutemen? What were the Minutemen? Well, according to other folks and according to Andy Griffith, the Minutemen were people who are ready in a minute. We're to be ready in a minute. There are Minutemen Christians. Minutemen Christians are to be ready in a minute. With questions, questions that come, and the Holy Spirit gives us the answers. But where do we get our answers? From the Word of God. The Holy Spirit gives us the answers from the Word of God. 
gives us the ammo, the weaponry, gives prepared and ready. Some people will say, but I don't know the Word of God all the way through. You don't have to have it completely memorized. The Word time comes, minute men and minute women, okay? With air soldier, God will give you the weaponry that you need. Be ready, minute men, some of your minute men. And then there's sharpshooters. Oh, you sharpshooters, you. <laughs> I'm not always a sharpshooter when it comes to the game of Call of Duty. You can ask them. But here's the thing about sharpshooters. Sharpshooters also known as snipers. Oh, I like doing that. But here's the thing about, and I'm talking about Christian soldiers now. Being a sharpshooter, a sniper, those are the people that memorize the word because God gives certain duties, certain abilities, certain habits, certain things that other an ability to do it. Give it to them. I'm not one who can do that always, but some of them I do. You know, I use them. Are you a sharpshooter? A sniper? One who memorizes the word to pick off the demonic attacks from the enemy? Because you need that. Be like a sniper. When the enemy comes, say, no, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, Philippians 4.13. When Satan says, you can't do this, you're not a good soldier, you're not one who can go out there and live for God. No, I can do all things, Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Snipe. Hit that demon out of your way. No, don't let the world take you down. Snipe it. Smack it down. Maybe you're like the days of old, like a chariot. Or like later on, they would become tanks. Or later on, or like nowadays, you'd be like in the plains. Well, we've seen Top Gun. You're like in the plains. You come in and you hit hard, leaving a big, big mark against the enemy. And then they let the soldiers do the rest. Who is that? That's like the evangelist. The evangelists come from far away. They leave big marks all over the place. Bam, bam, bam. They leave a mark in the land that they come through, just like the chariots did, just like the tanks, just like the planes, leaving a great big mark against the enemy. And then the soldiers that God has placed there, they come in and take care of the rest. That's the way it is for the evangelists, uh, the way for the true television ministers. I'm not talking about those who teach untruths of the Lord. I'm talking about the true ministers of God. There, there are good preachers on television, okay? There are. I mentioned a couple of while ago. Then there are the airborne. They dive in with the word and prayer to protect the fellow believers who need help and others under attack. And I'm talking about some of the lost who are under attack. And those airborne come diving in and they help them in those moments. Maybe you're one of them. You see people who are under attack and are very weak and the Holy Spirit says, dive the strength they need through scripture, through prayer, and just through the Holy Spirit care. And you're there for that moment, just for that moment. And it's not you. It's God guiding you to jump in and be there for just that moment. Maybe there's officers of higher rankings, not because of greater value, but because of experience and they're led of God. Could be the elders who've been experienced and been there in the moments. You think, I'm, I'm no good. No, you've been around. You have experience. You're an officer. Or maybe you're a minister or a preacher or a teacher or some other ranking, not because of a greater value, but because God's value can come through you because of the experience God has given you, and you're an officer. God leads them and leads through them. We could go on and on in many types of soldiers because there's many battalions, many divisions, many squadrons, many platoons, many brigades many regimens, but all of them, all of them are part of the Christian core. 
Every single one of us, part of the Christian army, every one of us have position if we allow God to position us, lead us, and guide us because Jesus Christ is our leader, our general, and the Lord God, he is our admiral. He's the one who says, do this, and if we are good soldiers of God, of Christ, we will let him tell us where to go, and we'll do it. Which type are you? Remember what the Lord told Joshua and the people of Israel in Joshua, chapter 1, verse 9. Because it was in Joshua, chapter 1, verse 9, in which God said, Haven't I commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Soldier, you're not alone. You're not alone. I know. I know. We get discouraged, soldiers. We're in a world that seems very scary. But we don't have to be afraid. But Jesus was about to leave physically, descend into heaven. He said to his disciples who he was leaving, but he said he told them he was going to leave another, talking about the Holy Spirit, that he was going to speak through another part of God. The Holy Spirit, he said this, and by the way, the Holy Spirit is still working and speaking to us, and Christ speaks through the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us. Listen to what he said in John 16.33. In the book of John, chapter 16.33, Jesus said this, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. You will have suffering in this world. Be courageous. I have conquered the world. Jesus has already won the battle. He's already won the war. But you soldiers will continue to live in this world, continue to battle, because it is not you truly battling, but when you are listening to the Lord Jesus Christ, he is battling through us, and we continue to move forward, move forward, not backwards, not backwards. But there are many soldiers going into who go into action, and they're on fire for Christ, and you see it. You see it. You see they're on fire for Christ. You've seen soldiers who look like they're so on fire for Christ, and I'm sure you've been one of them before. You've been on fire for Christ, and you know they go into battle for the Maybe you've been the one who's done it. Maybe you've been one before who's done this. Gone, been on fire for Christ, and you're like, I'm going to keep moving forward into battle. And you do. Or maybe you've had friends, family, and others. They go into battle. Remember, I'm talking about actual uh, physical army, the military. I'm talking about spiritual. And they get wounded in battle. They get wounded in battle, spiritual battle. And what becomes of them? Sometimes a person gets stronger by it, and they allow God to strengthen them, as we should. That's not always easy. Because remember, we still have the flesh. And I'm talking about the ways of old man. And sometimes we allow that. We allow Satan to weaken us because of it. We allow it. People say, it's not my fault. Well, it is. It is. It is. Because we could be strengthened by it. But it seems so easy at the time. Well, I have reasons. I know. We all do. By the way, I've been weakened before, too. There's times, there's times that I backed up. There's times I backed up and I thought, well, I'm just going to moonwalk like old Michael Jackson. I don't know if Mary's good doing it, incidentally. But the fact of the matter is, is uh, in doing that, you don't move forward as a, as a Christian soldier. You go backward. You're losing 
patches. I'm not talking about in badges. I'm not talking about your Christian life. I'm talking about your position. And you know it. You're doing it. And you can even feel it sometimes. You're like, I, I will. I will get back on that road again. I'll get back on that road again. And I'm going to serve God again. Oh, I'm going to. Just not today. Folks, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for, Christian soldier? Get up. Get back on the road. Don't listen to the enemy. Of course the enemy doesn't want you back on there again. Of course the enemy doesn't want you on the road again. He doesn't want that. He wants you on his side. Listen now. What happens to a lot of those people? They become missing in action. Those people who've been hurt and wounded. You don't understand? I've been hurt. I've been hurt. We've all been hurt. For all have been hurt. We've all been hurt and wounded. What does it mean to be missing in action? Well, actual missing in action means unable to confirm whether captured or by the enemy. Sometimes they're captured and they join the enemy ranks when it comes to spiritual battle. They kills their relationship with God. Because we've seen it. You've seen it. You've seen a Christian soldier who's been captured by Satan and they just stay there like, I've been hurt too bad. You don't have to raise your hand. I, I can see it in your eyes right now. You're all saying, oh, I, I've known that. You might think I've been that. You know that time when you backslid? And by the way, I'm not talking to anyone in particular. Maybe myself. That time when you've been hurt and you're like, but you don't understand what they said to me. So I decided to back away from church for a while. And I went out and I started living. And at first it didn't seem that bad. I still love God. Oh, I love God. God loves me. But before long, you're talking worldly. You're living worldly. You're watching worldly things. You're doing worldly things. You're... You're maybe living out of wedlock. You're maybe doing other things. Before too long, you're finding yourself being more and more like the world. And it's like, but God still loves me. That's not the point. You may still technically be in God's army, technically, but you're a POW, a prisoner of war. And then there's people who make excuses for it. Well, you don't understand. I'm a soldier in disguise. I'm on the enemy lines pretending to be, I'm wearing their uniform. I'm going to go over there and I'm going to win them over. I'm going to put on their uniform. I'm going to put on the uh, the Satan's soldier's uniform and I'm going to win them over. And they're going to come and talk. Don't be naive. It doesn't work. You're fooling only one person, yourself. You're not fooling Satan. And you're certainly not fooling the soldiers of Christ. <laughs> you're fooling you. And by the way, you're not even fooling yourself. You only think you are, but not very well. Don't sit on the enemy's lines. Because this is what happens. You become AWOL. And there's a lot of AWOL Christians right now. There's a lot of POWs, prisoners of war, who've been hurt and stay away from God and become more and more like the enemy. They don't even know it. They don't even realize it because they make excuses for it. Oh, I know so many. And then there's those who are AWOL. Christians who are AWOL, absent without official leave. They're absent without official leave. Gone right now. Gone right now from the pews. Gone right now. Oh, I'm coming back, Pastor. Oh, I'm coming back. Oh, there's a reason. Yeah, because you don't want to be here. There's a reason. Okay, you've gone one week. Okay, I can understand two, three, four, and before too long, it becomes five months, six months, seven months, two years, three years. I'm coming back. When? Go talk to the general. Who's your general? Are you sure it's God? 
Are you sure it's the people of the world? By the way, you don't have to ask the NFL. You don't have to ask the NFL for permission to be here, incidentally. You don't have to ask the NBA for permission to be here. You don't have to ask your people on Facebook to be here. Yeah, I don't even talk to you, Facebook. You don't have to ask your mama and your daddy and other people to be here. Your father should be God. You're admirable. Or you're admirable. Because he's admirable. You don't have to ask all your friends who aren't your friends that they're trying to get you to walk away from God. You don't have to ask the people of the world because they don't want you to serve God. They're your enemy. And I'm not saying that they literally know that, but Satan does. He's the enemy. He's destroying them. Why wouldn't he destroy you? Come on now. Don't be AWOL absent without official leave. Why are you leaving God? And yes, they say, these are those who say, I love God more than anything. You love God more than anything, but by your actions, you are known. There's a really corny, horrible movie about, <laughs> it's a horrible film, but in the movie, it's, it's supposed to be a military movie. Oh, it's terrible. But in that movie, it says, deeds, not words. It's talking about being a soldier. Deeds, not words. About actions, not what we say. If you say you love God, get up and serve God. Be in your church. Show your actions to the Lord. Don't be ashamed and hide behind your doors. You cowardly soldier, you. Get up, serve God. Show that you love the Lord. Stand up, stand up for Jesus, you soldiers of the Lord. Stand up, don't sit there at home. Sucking your thumb, afraid what the people are going to say. Show the people that you love the Lord Jesus Christ. Pastor, you're hurting my feelings. Oh, I'm sorry. You're hurting God's feelings because you're afraid. You're hurting God's feelings because you're ashamed. Pick up your sword. Pick up your weapons. Follow Jesus. Show him that you're not afraid. Show him that he's number one. Show him that he's your general. Show him he's number one. We are at war with the enemy right now. We need to be brave. We need to be courageous soldiers of Christ. But right now, the whole world's turning against the Lord. Your poor children at school are afraid to say too awful much because right now they're, they're to be ashamed to be Christian. They're ashamed to be Christian. Well, let me tell you something. As their pastor, as their uncle, as their brother in Christ, as their friend, whoever I might be in their life, I'm not going to be afraid. Let them come mock me. I've been mocked my whole life. Let them mock me. Let them call me bald. Let them call me fat. Let them call me pretty. I don't care. Let them call me whatever they want to call me. But let them call me a Christian soldier. I'm not going to be ashamed. I'm going to stand up for Jesus. I'm going to keep on standing up for the Lord. We need to stand up for Jesus with them. Let them have someone with courage stand up with them for the Lord. We need to give them courage and show them that we are courageous so that they can be courageous too. But yet, so many adults, so many Christian soldier adults, afraid at home. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Folks, their feelings are hurt just because you love Jesus. Because it's Jesus that is They're not going to be happy until you walk away from the army of God. Don't do that. What does it say? Number one, we're not to be in the world, but we're not to be in it. What does it say in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8? In 1 Peter 5, 8, it says, be sober-minded. We're to be sober-minded and be alert. Your adversary, the devil, is prowling around like, like a roaring lion, looking for anyone he can devour. And he is. He's trying to devour all the soldiers, all the children, all the people. By the way, 
does it say he's a lion? I saw a post today where it showed a lion going around. It's not what it says. It doesn't say he's a lion. It says he's like a lion. Think of it. He's put on a little lion mask. He's pretending to be a lion. The lion is the Lord God, Jesus. He's the lion. Satan's the great pretender. He's nothing. He's a fake. He's a fake. He's a pretender. But listen, Christian soldier, Proverbs 28, verse 1. Oh, write this down, Christian soldier, Proverbs 28, verse 1. Because Proverbs 28, verse 1 says, The wicked flee when no one pursues. But, but the righteous are as bold as a lion because we have the lion Jesus Christ. We have the lion Jesus Christ within us. We're to be as bold as a lion. Don't let that pretender lion scare you into hiding. Don't be a wall. Don't let don't be a wall. And when you get slapped at like the little pretender lion meow, scaring you away, don't let that happen. Oh no, 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 don't let that happen. Don't let that happen because those lions can't do anything. Meow. No, no, you stand up because you have the lion Christ within you. Be bold as a lion. Be bold. Let the lion roar within you. The true lion, which is Christ. And remember what it says in James 4 7. In James chapter 4, verse 7, it says, Therefore, submit yourselves to God. We're not to make excuses. Because what says this right here, it says in James 4, 7, Therefore, submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. It doesn't say he might. It doesn't say that, well, he'll think about it. No, 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 no. That roaring supposed lion, pretender lion, he's going to go, and then you're going to say, I'm going to resist you, and, that, and he's going to run away. He will flee, soldier. Stand up. Stand up. Oh, there's going to be hard times. be very many hard times. By the way, hard times don't end by staying at home. Hard times, if you're sick, you don't get over sickness by staying home and not taking medication and going to see your doctor. If you want to lose weight, hard times don't stay, don't go with your diet, don't go away by eating fast food and not going to the gym. No, 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 no. It goes by being on a diet, by exercising, by doing the things you do. If you want to do better in your will with the Lord, it goes by reading the word, by being disciplined, by being at church, by being with your brothers and sisters of Christ and growing stronger in your discipline. When you're in the army, you have to be trained up. You have to keep on going forward. They make you get into basic training. Oh, they make you run. They make you eat right. They change your eating uh, habits and patterns. That's what we ought to be as Christian soldiers. I don't understand what's wrong. I think we know what's wrong. We know what's wrong. But down the Twinkie. I'm not talking to you, Wally. He was eating Twinkie last night a couple of them. No, put down the Twinkie. Pick up the word of God. Put down the Twinkie of the world. Put down the filth. We got to pick up the word of God and His word and His MREs, if you will. We got to make sure that we are reading and eating and doing what we ought to do, because it says in Second Timothy chapter two, verses three through four, it says, it says, endure hard times as a good soldier. I'll say it again, Second Timothy chapter two, verses three through four. Listen to this, Christian soldiers. It says, endure hard times as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No soldier on active duty entangles himself with civilian affairs. Talking about the world now. 
with civilian affairs that he may please the enlisting officer. If we're going to please the Lord God, the enlisting officer, Jesus Christ, we're not to get out of the world and do, be like the, those of the world. I don't know why God isn't blessing me and, 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 and thinking I'm doing a great job. We know why. We're out there being like those of the, the civilians. We need to be like those of the army. We need not to be that way. This is no time for an AWOL or POW soldier of Christ. This is no time for that. Right now, the way the world's going, and we see it every day, we can lie to ourselves and say, it's not that different than when I was a kid. Wrong. It is too. We can lie to ourselves and say, I had it just as bad as those kids now. Wrong. We are in the last time. We it's, You say, oh, I've heard that so long. Well, it's getting worse. Kids are being told they should change their sex. Kids are being told they're brave for thinking, maybe I'm really a girl in a man's body. They're being told they're brave for thinking, maybe I'm gay. They're being told they're brave for thinking, you know what? God's wrong and I'm right. They're being told they're brave. No, they're not being brave. They're being brainwashed is what they're being. They need to stand up. Listen to what it says in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 3 through 4. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 3 through 4 says this. Share in suffering. We're going to suffer through hardship. We're going to endure hardness. Listen to what it says. Share in suffering as a good soldier. A good soldier. Good soldier of Christ. Well, we just read this. But it says that we're going to go through these things. And that's what these young people are going through. Folks, they're going through this hardship. They're going through that. But it goes on to say this in 1 Corinthians chapter 7. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 23 and 24. It says, You were bought at a price. Do not become slaves of men as they want us to, folks. They want us to become slaves of men and do things they want us to do. But it says, Brothers, each person should remain with God in whatever situation he has called. He's called us to serve him, not those people around us. We must get up and serve God's soldiers. And remember what it says in Colossians 3.23. Colossians 3.23 says this, Whatever you do, do it enthusiastically as something done for the Lord and not for men. Something done for the Lord, not for men, folks. We are to serve God. Oh, I know that the people of the world try to, to persuade us. If you love people like God wants us to, you're going to want them to do anything they want to do. That's not what God says. That's not what God says. We're to be Christian soldiers, the whole armor of God. And with that, let's now turn to Ephesians chapter 6. And you knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. Ephesians chapter 6 verses 10 through 17. Maybe 18. We'll see what happens when we get there. It says, finally, my brothers, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through uh, 17. It says, finally, my brothers, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For our fight is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Folks, we're fighting against demons. People say, well, they're just people. No, they're not just people. They're being brainwashed by demons. 
They're being brainwashed by demons. They don't know. They don't even know God. Why would they know against the enemy who's coming in and brainwashing them and thinking things are natural and normal? They don't know natural and normal. They don't know the spiritual warfare that we're in. See, oh, you sound so silly. I don't care if you think I'm silly. I know that God is not. God knows all things, and he knows that Satan is in this world trying to brainwash and control even the children. And we know that they need us to be on fire for the Lord. Be brave. Be courageous. Be prepared. Get your weapons ready. Get the weapon of the Lord, God, and his word prepared. Now listen to what it says. It says, put on the whole armor, not partially. Not partially, the whole armor of God. Hold on, God, that you will be able to stand against the schemes of the devil, for our fight is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rules of darkness of this world, against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, verse 13, therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to resist in the evil day. That's now. And having done all to stand. Verse 14, stand therefore, having your waist, Girded with truth. That's the belt. Have your waist girded with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Having your feet fitted with the readiness of gospel and peace. Gospel of peace. Now you think about that. The breastplate of righteousness, that's the chest armor. We now have the belt, the chest plate of righteousness, and having your feet fitted with readiness of the gospel peace. Those are the boots. Those are the, it could be sandals, if you think of it that way. But think of it now. And above all, verse 16, and above all, taking the shield of faith. You need a shield. You need a shield. Make sure that those enemies come to you. Boom, boom, boom. Knock those fiery darts away. That's what it says. And above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the fiery arrows of the evil one. Verse 17, very important. Take the helmet of salvation. You need the helmet of salvation. The helmet of salvation, you'll be able to put it on. When the devil comes at your brain, tries to wash you, tries to take your mind, it's okay to think of earthly, worldly things. It's okay not to think of God. No, it's not. The word, the helmet of salvation, the word in your brain, protect yourself. Don't let your brain go unguarded. Make sure you're protected when the enemy comes at you. Make sure when the enemy tries to put... Filthy, vile, horrible things against you, hate, and other things against you. Be guarded against it because you need that helmet to protect you from those fiery darts. Boom, boom, boom. No, you're protected. You're protected. You're protected. Going on from there. Take the helmet of salvation, verse 17. The helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Now, I want you to think about this now. He went through a whole list. People oftentimes think about the Word of God being the only thing that's a sword. Uh-uh. Okay. I mean, excuse me, the sword being the only thing that's the Word of God. No, no, no. Yes, the sword of God is the Word of God. The sword is the Word of God. That's true. But the truth is, all these things are the Word of God. The whole armor is the Word of God. The whole armor is the Word of God. You're protected by the Word of God. The shield, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the shoes, all of the armor, every bit of it, the helmet, all of it, is the word of God. Protect yourself when the enemy comes against you. No, bam, you need to do this. No, bam, you need to come this. Fight back, bam, bam, bam. Make sure you are protected by the word of God. How can you be protected if you don't have the weaponry needed to be protected? 
Fact is, you can't. You need to have it. You need to have it now, especially in this world. One last one, verse 18. Pray in the Spirit always with all kinds of prayer and supplication. In other words, apply it. To that end, be alert with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. That means all of our brothers and sisters in Christ. Be there for them. We need to be prepared. Now, folks, Christian soldiers, I know saying all these things, it might sound scary. But we don't need to be afraid. Don't kneel in fear to the world and the ways of the enemy. You don't need to be afraid of the enemy. You know why? You're not alone. You're not alone. Christ is with you. As we said before, I'm not going to kneel. I'm not going to kneel to the enemy. I'll kneel to the cross. I'm going to stand up. Stand up for Jesus, ye soldiers of the cross. I'm going to live high his royal banner. I will not suffer loss. No, I will not. We have a surplus of God's word. Ammo, weaponry, armor, MREs. We have a supply of all of it. We need another effect. We need more soldiers to stand up and be ready to serve. We need to be prepared. We need to continue to call soldiers in. Call more people in. If you're a soldier right now, at home even. If you're a soldier right now and you have not been prepared to serve because you've been too busy, afraid to be seen, afraid to be with others, you may say, but I can't help it. Well, call upon God now. Maybe he can help you even now to get yourself more prepared. Maybe be prepared. Maybe you can't come to church all the time, but perhaps you can be prepared at where you're at. Maybe it's with your family. Maybe it's with your work. Maybe it's just with your friends, but be prepared to stand up for Jesus. Don't be afraid, but I will say this to you. Wherever you're at, you do need to be at a church. You do need to be brave. You do need to be with your army because you don't want to be an only soldier. You're not a sniper to be all alone. You're not to be a one and only soldier. You're not Rambo. You're not Rambo. I hope you don't look like a You don't need to be out there like Rambo out there. You need to be back with the soldiers. You understand? You need to be out there with your fellow soldiers so we can support one another and be supported by our admiral. The Lord God. We need not an army surplus, Lord. We need the army in surplus. The army of God. Not missing in action, army soldiers. Not AWOL soldiers. And if so, where are you? Where are you in your service today? Come on back. We need the army in surplus. We need so many soldiers right here on the line, serving the Lord God, that people will come, come today, and know that they have soldiers they can go to, not ones who are completely confused because of what they see on television, not completely confused what others are telling them, but they will know the Lord God, and they know they'll have other soldiers they can come to who know the Lord God and are serving Him proudly. Come, let the army be in surplus. And I will end today by reading 1 Peter chapter 3, Verse 14 through 17. But even if you suffer for the sake of righteousness, you are blessed. Do not be afraid of their terror. Do not be troubled. But sanctify the Lord in your hearts. Always be ready to give an answer to every man who asks you for a reason 
for the hope that is in you with gentleness and fear. Have a good conscience so that evildoers who speak evil of you and falsely accuse your good conduct in Christ may be ashamed. For it is better if it is the will of God that you suffer for doing good than for doing evil. Let's bow in prayer. Dear Lord God, I thank you. I thank you so much. I thank you that you have allowed me to be saved by your blood, saved by your grace. Lord God, thank you for allowing me to be a part of your army. Lord, I pray right now for each and every one of these soldiers who are here today. Lord, I pray that you will continue to enlist them, all the people around, enlist them into your army. For those who are here today, I pray that you will strengthen them. Strengthen them, Lord, muscle by muscle, will by will, wit by wit. I pray, Lord God, you will show them what needs to be strengthened today. You give them courage in this difficult world. As the enemy tries to tear them down, I pray you will build them up. And you will even show them the blessing that it is when they're being torn down. Not that they be torn, but that they be built by you. And Lord, I pray for those out there today who may not know you, that that will change. And for those who have run, who are AWOL, who are missing in action, who are POWs, I pray, Lord, that that will change them too. That they will no longer be ashamed. That they will turn around today and be serving you and it will be used, Lord God, that their POW days, that their missing in action days, and yes, their AWOL days, will be used in a ministry for you to show others who are running that that too can be used as a blessing. Not what they did was a blessing, but Lord God, that others who are suffering can see that you can even use them. I pray all of this in your will, in your name, Lord Jesus. I pray that your will be done today. And I pray, Lord, for great blessings upon this land, that your Call upon them. It's not done yet. I pray, Lord God, that people will come forward if they need it this day. In Jesus' holy name, amen.